Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette Pozos, and here with me is Omar Pozos. What is up, our VGFN fam? Man, I'm excited for this episode, Ness. It's episode 100. Oh, that was Woo! my. I, I was attempted to do a drum roll, but it just came out really weird. But no big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, episode 100. Can you believe it? We have recorded 100 episodes. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you to the people that have listened and tuned yeah. in to, for sticking us with uh, with sticking with us for 100 episodes. So. Uh, aside from our family, of course. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yep. Mom, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, in all seriousness, it, it's crazy because I remember when we first, um, I think I brought it to you. I was like, I think I want to start a podcast. What do yeah. you think if we did one together? And you were like, um, okay, sure. And we just <laughs> I kind was of- like, um, I don't even know. We had know. no idea what we were doing. We just kind of <laughs> one step at a time, like set up a call with our, our now podcast producers. Like, Shout what do we Kyle. do here? Yeah. Like, how does this work? <laughs> And then we were like, man, I'm like, I hate how my voice sounds. I hate how I oh, look on gosh. camera. There I still absolutely do. But the, uh, that curve of realizing like, oh my God, that's what I sound like. And you I just know. have to get used to the sound of your own voice. <laughs> now you're like, whatever, let's just roll with it. <laughs> well, so the other exciting thing for our recurring podcast listeners know, today we are drawing the winner of our episode 100 giveaway for a $250 Amazon gift card Woo! giveaway. So you know that if you left a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify, you screenshot it and you send it to us that you are entered in this giveaway. How many do we have? Do we have an idea? Uh, Give us a a range. Let me see. We don't have to have the exact number. Yeah. 23 people. Nice. So that was pretty good. So yeah, I put everybody into a random generator. So if you guys... Don't do, do not win. Do not get mad at me. It's the generator. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He's he's on the right. wheel of names. All right, hit hit spin. Uh, Let's do it. Oh, here we go. All right, this makes for really bad podcasting, but it's spinning. It's spinning, <laughs> and we have our winner. You Jenna Shields. Congratulations to Jenna. Um, please shoot Vanessa a DM and we will get you your gift card. Yeah, Jenna, just shoot me a DM and we'll get that sent over to you. You'll just have to let me know the best email address you want it sent over to. And thank you to everyone, all 23 of you who did enter into the giveaway. Really, really appreciate you just taking the time to give us that rating and review. It means a lot to us. It's how the, the algorithms know how to push us out to more people like you who can benefit from the free information that yeah, we're putting out there. And some of the messages that you guys have put on there are truly amazing. So thank you guys for you know tuning in and just uh, letting us know how much help this is for you guys. Um, we really, really appreciate it. This, I, I tell people all the time, like this is like our passion baby because we don't have a baby yet other than Zoe. Um, so we'd like to provide as much yeah. value and, and help on there. Yeah. Um, but now that I have the, the wheel name thing pulled up, I'm like, and I want to do more giveaways. I'm like, what else, <laughs> what else can we spend for here? Yeah. Well, and you know, if you did not win the giveaway and maybe you're a little bummed right now, I 
do have something else for you at the end of this episode. So continue to listen in. But today, so we are actually going to talk about the best way to lose weight in 2023. You know, right now as we're recording this, we're coming up on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, about to enter into a whole new year. Um, I don't know about you, Omar, but I... I love New Year's. Like I get so excited about just like the fact that it's turning into a new year. And to me, it always just feels like this like fresh opportunity. I think about what's going to happen over the course of this whole year. And it just gets me so excited. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I'm right there with you. And I think honestly, like even between right before Christmas up until the new year, like I feel like it's almost like dead man's land where it's like nobody wants to really work. Nobody wants to do anything. I just want to kind of sit on the couch, eat some treats, which is fine. Um, But you're right. I think once like the new year hits, I'm like, all right, I get this like urge of energy, urge of motivation. I'm like, all right, let's crush 2023. Yeah. So yeah, no, I feel the same way. And I bet there's a lot of people out there listening right now who probably feel that way when it comes to their health and their fitness, their Mm -hmm. body. I know this used to be me like every single year around this time, I'd get through the holidays and I would always overeat during the holidays. I always would end up having some binge eating instances, just over consuming sweets. I would just feel inflamed. I would be heavier. I just would not be happy with where my body was at, at that time of year coming up on new year's. So I always would take that like surge of just like excitement around it being a new year. And I'd be like, I am going to change my body. Like this is going to be the year I new want year, to lose weight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I was the new year, new me girl, yeah. 100%. And I know that like, there's no shame in that. I really don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to use the new year and the excitement that comes with that to kickstart a health and fitness journey. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's fantastic actually. Now, a mistake that a lot of people make, and this is one that I used to make, was you would come out of the holiday season with this feeling of just like, I am so sick and tired of how I feel in my body, of just feeling inflamed, of like, I'm looking at pictures of myself from, you know, past times, maybe it was previous years, or maybe it was even just last summer. And I'm looking at these pictures and being like, man, I was so much leaner then. And I just reminisce on how I used to be more confident. I used to have more energy. I used to just feel so much better. Everything was better when I was leaner. And I would just let this like feeling overtake me into being like, all right, I am getting my shit together for lack of better words. Oh, we're uh, cursing now. <laughs> I was just telling you, I'm like, I think I want to curse more on the podcast, but we'll still keep it PG 13. <laughs> but you know, it was like, I just want to get it together. I want to lose the weight in, yeah. in this upcoming year. And I want to go about that with essentially, I'm going to eat less. I'm going to exercise more. Like that was always the idea of like, all right, you know what? I'm going to cut out all of the crap that I was eating during the holidays. I'm going to start going back to the gym or I'm like going to start going for runs. Crap, by the way. <laughs> uh, sorry, but you kind of called me out there. But, you know, people would always make this mistake of really essentially just automatically attributing this feeling of more confidence, this feeling of having energy, this feeling of just feeling lighter and feeling leaner with just always eating less and exercising more. And they always tend to like swing the pendulum from like, okay, the holidays, I'm just kind of like relaxed. I'm just all, I don't really care about enjoying myself right now. I'm in the moment, living in the moment to like, oh, swung too far into overeating and now I feel crappy. And now I'm going to swing the pendulum back the other way and essentially go the opposite direction of like really restrict. And I hear this all the time from people saying like, oh, okay, you know, the holidays are over. Like I've I've had to talk clients out of this this week where they'll say things like, oh, I had too much sugar on Christmas and I'm cutting out sugar. And we have to talk why that cutting things out completely is not 
the best way to go about this process of wanting to feel better in your body. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if if I'm understanding correctly, what you're trying to say here is if you think about it logically, what's going to happen is you swing from one end of the pendulum, like you said, where you overate, you probably had a little bit too many treats, probably too much wine, too much of this, too much of that. And now you go back to the other side of it where you're like, I'm not going to drink. I'm doing sober January. I'm doing no uh, sugar January, whatever you guys want to call it, right? But in, what ends up happening at that point is now what what is it what you resist or what you um, what you restrict r- persists or something like that. If not, I just made up a cool quote. So quote me on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what what I guess my point here is the more you restrict things, the more you're gonna want them, right? Mm-hmm. So then what happens at the end of uh, January or February when you've you know now restricted yourself for 30, 60 days of eating these things, now you're going to want them more. So then that's how you start again, that binge restrict, binge restrict cycle. And that's ultimately what your body is like, what the hell is going on? Like, what are these people doing to me? Right. Is that kind of what you're, um, yeah, uh, well, to- you really just kind of jumped ahead here oh, in my sorry. outline, <laughs> but really what I was kind of getting at here is like, so people go about this process of, I'm just going to eat less and I'm just going to exercise more. And really that's a mistake for two reasons. And the first reason, number one, is that a lot of times people mistakenly attribute this feeling of like, I used to be leaner. I used to be just like, you know, this, whatever perceived thing that we used to be that you want to have again, we t- we typically mistakenly think, well, the things I was doing at that time were, you know, I was just eating less and exercising more. Maybe it was that that was just a time in my life where I just had a lot of free time and I spent a lot of that free time at the gym, or maybe it was just, I was really busy and I tended not to not eat as much. Or maybe at that point in time, I was playing more sports. I was just more active or whatever the reasoning is you remember, okay, I was eating less and I was exercising more. So you think that's why you were lean. Uh, When the reality is that might not actually be the reason why you were lean. You may just have been lean for just whatever other reasons. The reason that you're no longer lean might actually be because of what you were doing during that time. And what I mean by that is that you might've been accidentally under eating for a prolonged period of time, or maybe intentionally under eating for a prolonged period of time, following these diets, losing some weight, maybe slowly gaining it back, losing some weight, slowly gaining it back, going through those cycles of exercising a lot. And as throughout the course of your life, you probably had more stressors come on. Maybe your career intensified. Maybe you started a family, like whatever it is, maybe you added more types of stress to your body, to your life. And as that compounded over time, that might be what actually caused you to gain the weight. So now you're looking backwards and you're thinking, well, I ate less and I exercised more then. So I'm just going to do that again. And I'm going to be lean again the way I was then. When in reality, if you go and continue to exercise more and eat less, that might actually cause you to put on body fat because you may be in a place right now where your metabolism has slowed down. Potentially you have hormone issues. You know, if you're dealing with things like chronic fatigue with inability to lose fat, with just unexplained weight gain, with acne, with hair loss, with low sex drive, with like lack of focus is one that we get a lot. Yeah. Like I have no mental clarity. Irregular periods, um, struggling to fall asleep at night. Like there's, if there's just any kind of these irregular symptoms, there likely is something else deeper going on with your hormones or your gut that if we now add on restriction, we're restricting nutrients, we're restricting and we're adding stress via more and more exercise, that can cause your body to say, well, now we need to add body fat as a protective mechanism because now we're overstressed. And so that's really reason number one, why this whole concept of 
new year, new me, I'm going to exercise more, I'm going to eat less, might be a really bad idea for a lot of people. More people than you would think. A lot of women are dealing with these things. And what's crazy too is, especially in these new year approaches, they're probably pretty drastic and they're probably very heavy like stressors on your body. Like I know like, and I've never done any of them, but I know like 75 hard is, is a popular one. Um, and I might get, you know, shit for this, but like a lot of these restrictive diets that end up putting, like you said, more stress on your body end up causing more harm than good. Yeah. And so that's really reason number one. And I don't want to go down the path of like fear mongering and like making people think like, oh my God, I might have something going on and I, it's bad for me to want to lose weight. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there is a way to lose weight in 2023 that is actually going to be a sustainable way that's going to help you feel good. And it's really just going to be best for your body. Now, reason number two, why this whole concept of I'm just going to go into 2023 and eat less and exercise more to lose weight is a bad idea. It's because eating less and exercising more is not actually a plan. A lot of people make this mistake where they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to lose some weight. So that's, that's my plan. That's my plan to lose weight is eat less and exercise more. But that would be like, if you came to me, Omar, and you're like, hey, I'm going to go build a house. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what's your plan to build a house? And you're like, well, I'm just going to show up every day and I'm just going to start building it. plywood and a hammer and nails and start going at it. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Like essentially you're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to build the house every day. Would you live in that house? (laughs) You have to say yes. No, I would not. Come on. (laughs) But what I'm getting at here is like, that's not actually a plan. What you're saying there is you're telling me what actions you're going to take. You're saying like, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is the, these are the actions. I'm going to build a house, but you're not actually laying out your plan to actually have this finished result of a a nice house. <laughs> like maybe you can, like, I don't know, put together like some kind of shack, but. <laughs> yeah, probably. But like, no, if you're going to build a house, what do you need? You need a blueprint, you need materials, you need to have like an actual legitimate plan for how that house is going to come together. And I know we've shared this analogy before, but you need a strong foundation. Like exactly. you can't build a house or a shack or whatever you're building on, you know, like mud and, and just not a good foundation. Otherwise, what ends up happening is you collapse. What is that analogous for? Your Your body, your metabolism. Exactly. It's you, if you want to (laughs) go- second doubted myself there for a second. (laughs) If you want to lose weight, you want to have a leaner body, you want to have a certain type of figure, you want to feel a certain way, you have to have a blueprint. You have to have a plan. And part of that plan has to be laying a strong foundation for it to withstand the storms of life. And, you know, now that we're kind of talking analogies and I can have an analogy for this all day long, but one of the things that, and I don't even know where I heard this, but people were like, look, I like, like use the motivation for the new year, use the like excitement, use the, the drive to get the rocket like off the ground and into atmosphere. Right. But you have to be careful because along the way, if we're not directing this rocket the right way, it can either end up or it can end up crashing and burning and causing more, more damage than good. So that's kind of like the analogy there. It's like, you can't just, you know, put the keys or I don't know, do rockets have keys? But if they do, you can't just turn it on and, you know, try go, go, go and, and with no direction at all. Cause then you end up screwing up things and you end up crashing and burning along the way. And then you're like, Oh, like I, I just can't lose weight or it's me or I, I just can't do this. You know? Exactly. 
And so really like the second part of this is really like what you were talking about kind of earlier. <laughs> you you kind of jumped ahead a little bit there. So when you're, when you're making this plan and you might even be already saying in your head, like maybe you're screaming at me right now. I mean like, Vanessa, my plan is not to eat less and exercise more. I have a great plan. My plan is I'm going to cut out sugar or I'm going to do whole 30 and I'm going to go to go Orange paleo. Theory five times a week. And it's like, great. Like that's, yes, that's a little bit more of a plan. Like you have some of that in place, but those are probably not going to be sustainable behaviors. If that's not what you were doing during the holidays, that's a key thing right there. If you could not maintain those behaviors during the holidays, then you might have a surge of motivation right now. That's going to help you start to do those things now, but it's not going to be sustainable for the rest of the year. So even if you do get results from those behaviors now, it's not going to be a great long-term plan. It's going to lack the foundation of sustainability. So if you are saying like, okay, well, you know, I was thinking I was just going to like cut out sugar and cut out alcohol, then I might ask you of like, okay, how long are you planning on cutting out sugar and alcohol for? And you might be like, I don't know, maybe just for a month, January or for as long as I can. It's like, okay, then what happens in, you know, February when Valentine's day comes and it's like, you want to have some chocolates well, guess what? You're probably going to end up overeating on those chocolates or you're not going to know how to have those chocolates in moderation and maintain the results that you achieved potentially in January. What's going to happen in Easter when you want to have the Easter eggs? What's going to happen in... Um, on Omar's birthday in May 25th. <laughs> you're yeah. going to want to have when some cake. everybody is celebrating Omar's birthday, you're going to want to eat the cake. I don't know, 4th of July, you're going to want to eat the, the burger, the hot dog. Like Then we're going to be back in the holiday season. Like There are things throughout the year. They probably aren't even just holidays. It's probably just you on a weekly basis. Like You want to be able to go out to dinner with your significant other. You want to be able to go grab drinks with your friends. You want to be able to actually have Enjoy a life, life that involves great food and things that might not provide as much nutritional value, but do provide emotional value. And so there should be a place for those in your diet if you want it to be sustainable. Yeah. And you know, what's funny, funny, like when you started to mention this, I was just on a call with somebody yesterday and she was like, you know, if I have to eat cardboard and I have to cut out wine and sugar and this, she's like, then I'll do it. And so I, I kind of stood back and I asked this person I was talking to, I was like, well, I'm like, let me ask you this. Like, do you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life? And right off the bat, she's like, probably not. And I was like, that's that right there tells me that you're probably not going to be successful. Because and one thing I always like to tell people is if you don't see yourself doing this or living this way for the rest of your life, then it's never going to work. Right. Because as soon as you see that glass of wine, that cupcake, that slice of pizza, you go all in. And that creates that all or nothing, that binge restrict cycle, and it just goes on and on and on and on, right? So instead, if you're doing something sustainable that you can do as more of a lifestyle change, and like you said, when Valentine's Day comes around, you'll know how to navigate that. When Omar's birthday comes around, you'll know how to navigate that. But my point is, when you do have some some periods where you tend to fall off a little bit, you're able to get right back on track because it is sustainable because it is something that you can see yourself doing for the rest of your life, as opposed to something that you can only do for 30 days. And then you go back to square one and you start the cycle over and over. And then along the way, probably screw up your metabolism, your hormones, and just the rest of your body along the way. Yeah, exactly. And I, 
I'm so glad that we do have the space to talk about these things and educate on these things because there really is not enough education awareness around this. And I know because I used to be, I used to make that mistake too. Like if you go back and listen to early episodes of the podcast, I was really more so emphasizing the tactical ways of like, okay, like you can use tracking macros as a tool to start losing weight now. Like you can do this to start lose weight. Like you can do these things, but I didn't talk enough about what it looked like to lay the foundation. And that's where it's so important because I know a lot of people might've gotten even results from some of those early episodes and the things that I recommended, but they probably didn't sustain those results if I'm being completely honest. So now that's why it's like with our coaching and even with the podcast, I try and bring that same level of really talking to people from, I want you to have sustainable long-term results. And this is how to do it. We have to be really like delayed gratification. We have to really think long-term and think, do I want to every single year come January wanting to do the same thing of like, now I need to lose weight. Now I need to lose weight over and over again until eventually you just give up on yourself completely and say, this is just me. I've aged and I've gotten to a place where now I'm just can't lose weight anymore. Or do you want to actually take maybe a little bit more time, do it the right way so that you never have to worry about this stuff again. You have to be honest with yourself. And so that's where really want to talk about like, what is the best way to lose weight in 2023? Well, number one, you need to create a plan. Like we were talking about, you need a plan. And that plan has to be something that is both aspirational and achievable. People typically go from like, go too far from one or the other, meaning like they either go too far down the road of aspirational. They set goals that are just so so out there, like so far into the future that it's just like keeps them dead in their tracks. They are like, oh, I have this big goal, but the goal is kind of scary. And so like, I just don't even know the first steps to take to get there. And so they just never really take action or they start to take action. They realize quickly that it's just really hard to get there. And it's, it, they feel unmotivated. Are you saying things like, I want to lose, I don't know, like a hundred pounds in, you know, six months, or like, I want to have a six pack by March or something like that. Like yeah. goals that are like almost too hard to comprehend kind of thing. Yeah. I would say, I mean, like those are examples. Yes. But like even things that are less than that, sometimes it's like, we need to really just think about what is right in front of us. What do we need to do first? Yeah. And so we need to also have things though that are still aspirational. We need to still have something that does actually pull us forward. We can't just be like, oh, I'm just, you know, not, I'm just not really going to do anything. Like you're not going to change. Nothing changes if nothing changes. You always say that. Yeah. You're not moving the needle forward. Exactly. So that's where we just, we need to set clear, achievable, but aspirational goals. If we don't know where we're going, if we don't know what our goals are, how are we going to actually figure out how to get there? We have to have a destination before we can figure out the actually way to get there. It'd be like saying, you know, I, my, my goal is to get some groceries and then you just go and get in your car and you start driving and you're like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just, my goal is to get groceries. Maybe I'll find somewhere to get the groceries or figure out the steps to get the groceries, but that's my goal. No, like your goal would be like, I am going to Publix. Like that's my goal. That's a destination. Now you can say, okay, where's the closest Publix? And you map your way to get there. And now you're heading there and you can actually get the groceries. And you know what's crazy? It sounds so logical. Um, but if you if you kind of zoom out a little bit and, and think about these things, the reason why people have the time feel so overwhelmed and like they can't do this stuff is because they're going around in circles trying to find, you know, their groceries and they have no plan of where to get it or what it is that they're going to get when they get to the store. But if you sit back, like you said, and really 
set clear expectations, clear aspirational goals that are achievable, and you have that roadmap, that blueprint to get you to where you want to go, that's what ends up being half the time more efficient and faster way to get you to what you want to achieve as opposed to you running around in circles like a chicken with your head cut off and then be like, you know what? I can't do it. You know, like I can't change. It's yeah. not, it's, it's just not doable kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's where a lot of people don't even really truly know what it is that they want. Yeah. You know, I would say like 95% of people come to us with like a primary goal of just, I want to lose weight. But as we get into things and we start accomplishing other things, a lot of times they'll be like, actually, I'm realizing now that my primary goal is to improve my health so that I can get pregnant. Or my primary goal is just to understand how to actually incorporate foods into my day and like into my life without overeating, without feeling gross, without like feeling restricted. Like there are so many other goals. We have to really truly figure out what it is that you want. What are the right goals for you? Not what is, what are the goals for the people around you? Because we do tend to look at our peers, look at influencers, influential figures, different things of being like, oh, they did that huh, I think I want that too. But a lot of times you have to really sit down with like a professional, people that are really, really good at helping you figure out what are the right goals for, for you, you. Yeah. and ask you the right questions, really help you think these things through. And then once you identify what your goal is, the next step is you have to identify why you want that goal. Like, why is this important to you? What is going to actually drive you when you don't feel motivated? Because that motivation is not going to last. I think that word why can be so scary. At least it is to me, because the more you keep asking yourself, like, why? Like, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to feel this way? Why do I want to have this body? You start to peel back those layers and be like, oh, actually. And it just gives you so much insight into yourself. So it, it's just a little scary for me to like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I have to do some deep work. Like I have to ask myself some of these deeper thought provoking questions. And funny, like I, I, we do that with the people that sometimes we get on calls with, because like you said, if we don't know why we're doing the things that we're doing, if we don't know where we're going or what it is that we're trying to achieve, then we can't formulate any sort of roadmap or any plan of action. Right. So like we tell people like, how are you going to feel like once we resolve some of these issues or what is this going to do, you know, to your confidence, to your career, to your relationship and really, you know, sit down and think about these things because once you have that crystal clear idea of where you want to go, you can work backwards like you were saying, have that roadmap and have that set plan in action and, and put that in action to get you to where you want to go. And people have the time I'm like, "Why do I have to do this?" And I'm like, because once we understand what, where we're going, why we're doing the things that we're going, when you fall off track and you start to lose some of that motivation from the new year, you can use that to your advantage and remind yourself of why you're doing the things that you are doing, right? Exactly, exactly. It's like so, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so much knowledge. So, all right, so you establish your clear goal, you establish your clear why you want that goal. Then obviously from there, now we have to actually have more of that plan, that those action steps to really get from where you are now to where it is that you're, you're trying to go, where that destination is. So this really truly does look different for everybody. And that's why we do offer very individualized coaching. But, you know, for, I would say probably a lot of our podcast listeners, knowing just like the types of people that we tend to attract and just looking at like our main client base, a lot of times we take our clients through really four steps. And that four step process looks like recover, reset, refine, and flourish. So recover, really that's the, the the phase where we're just undoing the past metabolic damage. Maybe it's from past, um, you know, 
chronic dieting, different things we talked about, potentially underlying hormone issues, gut issues, different things. Then we need to reset. We need to establish your body's new set points that we don't go back to where we started. So we don't have to keep repeating that process of undoing metabolic damage. Then we can refine, then we can lean out without restriction. We can achieve those physical results if that is what you, you are after ultimately then we can flourish. We can teach you how to actually maintain your new body in a very sustainable way for your lifestyle so that you never have to worry about this stuff ever again. So, I mean, really that's like very overarching high level what that those that, that plan, plan like. can look like. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but for others, it might just be like overwhelming to think about that right now. It might be easier just to say, hey, let's start with really that first step there of let's reset your metabolism. Let's get you to a good place to where you now feel energized, to where you're now not having cravings all the time, to where now you feel in control with food, where you have better habits and behaviors. Let's lay that foundation. Let's really start from the inside out, heal your body. And really with helping out our our listeners here, helping out um, just all of the wonderful people who want to lose weight in 2023, want to become their best selves in 2023, we're going to help you do that by offering a free five-day metabolism reset challenge for anyone who wants to kickstart their metabolism in 2023. Here's my metabolism challenge button. Ready? That's how you're going to feel. Magical. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, this is going to make it just super simple for you guys. So, you know, this this challenge, it is going to kick off on January 9th. So if you're listening to this podcast, when it comes out, that is a week from when this podcast episode is released. So to be entered into that free challenge, all you have to do is simply click the link in the show notes. And on top of that, even more, like we just love giving out free things right now for the first 10 people to join the free challenge, we're going to be offering a free goal assessment call and action plan call to really walk you through this process, walk you through these steps of identifying what your true goals are, why you want those things, what are the things that are holding you back from getting to where you're trying to go and really help you unlock the things that you might not be seeing for yourself. And on top of it, help you figure out what are the next, the best next steps for you. And we'll always be very honest with people. actionable steps. Yep. And that might mean giving you some free resources to get you moving forward in the right direction. But regardless, we will help make sure that you are on the right track for your metabolism, laying that foundation so that you can lose weight in 2023 the right way. Yeah. So now that you are feeling motivated, now that you are feeling excited, put those thoughts, put those emotions into action and either do the Facebook group challenge or, you know, shoot Vanessa a a DM or shoot myself a DM. We love to just help people. And and if anything, kind of help you peel the layers back of that onion and truly see, you know, what your goals are, what those struggles, those challenges are that are keeping you from moving forward. And then you can have a crystal clear path of like, okay, this is what I need to execute in 2023 and finally get off that, you know, start, stop, bench, restrict, all or nothing mentality. Yeah. I mean, anybody who has DM'd me before knows I love to talk to you guys in the DMs. <laughs> Omar gives me uh, some crap for it because I like, spend way too much phone. time in there. Yep. But I, I honestly, I just really like helping people as best as I possibly can. And I love when I can connect with our podcast listeners and be reminded that maybe there's actually more people out there than just my mom who listens to the podcast. <laughs> So again, to enter that free five-day metabolism reset challenge, all you have to do is click the link in the show notes and it'll take you through the next steps. Once you fill that out there, that's going to get you entered in the challenge and the first 10 people to get entered into the challenge, we will reach out to you and help you get set up for your free 
action plan and goal assessment call so that we can get you kickstarted for 2023. Awesome. I love it. I'm excited. Yeah. So that is all for today's episode. I hope this was helpful for you guys. If it was, if you haven't already, leave that five-star rating and review. And if you want, go ahead, just screenshot this, share it on your story. Let it you know, spread the knowledge for other people. This is how you can pay it forward, help others and help us reach more people and yeah, help absolutely. out. And if anything, have your friends join the free Facebook group so you can have an accountability buddy and just there you go. Yeah. That's actually a really great point because there is a lot of research to show when you have somebody in your personal life doing the same things as you helps you stay accountable, helps you have more success. So yeah, send that, um, send this episode to a friend, send the podcast group or the Facebook group to a friend, send the link to join the a challenge to a friend, like just share and let's the get love. Started. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.